podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, producer guy here. Unfortunately, bad news with post-match Raw. As you know, we do record on Discord now, and people who've obviously been in Discord with us know of a certain person or software called Craig. He is temperamental at times, um, so he crashed, unfortunately, halfway through post-match Raw. So we got 28 minutes. I'm not sure how long the actual podcast was, but you know Raw. It's usually an hour plus. Um, But this is me thinking just before midnight. So I'm planning on doing, releasing this as like a first half thoughts because they basically get through the first half bar a natural clean up at the end uh, as Trev usually does with his incredible hosting skills. And obviously we usually have the scouted show a couple days before. So I think we're going to try and get Carl and Dave. I may do the hosting just to try and clean it up a bit and get their thoughts on the second half. So yeah, it might be a bit of a scruffy pod, but we do at least have half of the usual show with Trev, Carl Matchett, Dave Hendrick. I'm I'm going to let them go into the show now. But hopefully we'll get the full pod or the rest of the full pod out tomorrow, whether that's a post-match roll part two or thoughts on the game in Scouted or, or something like that. We'll see what we have time for tomorrow with with, uh, with Dave and Carl. But yeah, sorry for this. It, the the software couldn't even crash properly because usually it'll leave the chat. But I, I, won't, I won't bore you with the excuses there. Uh, but yeah, apologies for that. This is about 28. 30-ish minutes long so hopefully that'll do you till tomorrow and then we'll try and get part two out as soon as possible tomorrow hello and welcome to your post-match raw on ai pro podcasting to you from my field here in beautiful rural ireland i'm trev denny and i'm joined to give their immediate reactions to inter milan nil liverpool 2 in the champions league from the san siro by dave hendrick and carl matchett Dave, I'll tell you, there's there's many, many things we could talk about. Um, there have been many controversial chats going over and back, endless chats about the midfield makeup and all the rest of it. But when you just analyse that as a one-off game, uh, to stick in it when we weren't particularly, you know, penetrative in attack, to stick in it, stick in that game and then make the changes and then get those two goals. I mean, to be honest, that's actually textbook European away performance. I love it. Yeah, I thought we we did really well tonight. I, I don't know what game a lot of people watched, but we were the better team in the first half, without a shadow of a doubt. Like, they were, they did put it up to us, no question. They, they put in a good performance, but they were in emergency mode in their defense for large spells of the first half. 
we were just messing up with that final ball or taking a touch too many. But for me, we were the better team in the first half. I thought Klopp got his team selection spot on. Uh, Ibu came in, did really well. I thought he dealt really well with the physical side of of, of Dzeko. Uh, I thought he got the midfield right. People have said Harvey seemed a bit overawed by the occasion. I, I don't think so. I thought he was okay. He didn't do anything good, didn't do anything bad. You know, kept the ball moving. Was involved in some good attacks. Should have done a little bit better once in, in tracking a runner when Chalanaglu hit the crossbar. But aside from that, I thought he was fine. And then in the second half, they came out with a renewed vigour. They were absolutely the better team for the first 15 minutes or so. But you never, I never felt like we were going to concede a goal. Like I never felt like the game was in any way slipping away for us or in danger. I mean, it's a European away against a big team. They're going to have a spell where they dominate the game, and that's all that happened. I mean, Bayern Munich went to Salzburg tonight and fell one behind up until the 89th or 90th minute. This happens in European games. Klopp made his changes. Bobby came on at halftime. Uh, then he made the, the three changes, bringing on Keita, Diaz, and Henderson. And, of course, there had been a lot of talk over the last couple of days, a lot of crying about certain opinions that were shared on the captain. Klopp dropped him tonight, and it was the right decision. He brought him on, and Henderson played well, but Naby played just as well. Diaz played just as well. Of, of course, you'll have clever lads wanting to give all of the credit for the game changing to the captain, but the truth is that all of them played equally well, I thought, when they came on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He 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 made the the right calls at the right time, and mm. you know, and, then, and then we came back into the game, looked strong, got our first goal, and then we get that hammer blow second goal that really does give us a big advantage in the tie. And you know, it's it's the perfect European away. I I, I mm-hmm. don't understand why anyone would be down on that performance or, or or any aspect of it. I thought Klopp nailed absolutely every part of it. Yeah, and delightfully so. And that's exactly where I was going with too. Just that perfect European away. I'm delighted with it. And Carl, just to get your initial uh, thoughts before we start getting into the bits and pieces and nuts and bolts of the show. Um, you know, as as we've both kind of alluded to here, you couldn't ask for much more from the result. Um, would you agree that the performance was solid throughout as well? Or would you have a slightly differing opinion maybe on, on how we went in the first half or on the efforts of one or two who were maybe selected at the start? Or how, what, is there any way in which you're, you're kind of um, find yourself um, pulling in a different direction from where myself and Dave were going with that description of the match overall? No, I don't think so. Um, I think quite early on we were actually on top. We didn't create too many clear chances, but I thought where we were pressing, where they were able to get people into the final third, there was quite a big difference between the two, and we were doing it better. And as the game went on, obviously they did have more of the ball. They had a little bit more territory, but it wasn't dangerous as such, apart from, as far as I can remember, like two crosses, that was about it. It was very much um, put me in mind of sort of late 2000s under Rafa Benitez, where we used to go to like Chelsea or... Real Madrid or indeed into Milan and put in a really, really strong showing, not necessarily dominating the ball, not necessarily dominating every single aspect of the game, but always in control of where it was being played, always in control of the overall direction. And when we got ourselves into gear and created a few chances, capable of winning the game. And 
basically we have a lot of really good attacking players right now and we don't just have to use one key to the door anymore. And we should say right at the start because there's a potential that it might get neglected in desire to talk about uh, certain other things that are jumping off um, the page at me here in my notes. We should also say that those good attacking players are complemented by several great defensive players. I thought Fabinho's first half was sort of next level, uh, running around the place, getting those Inspector Gadget legs in left, right and centre. Remarkable covering. But, you know, this partnership of Kanate and Van Dijk, it's hard not to love it. They are quite imperious. You've got two lads who are absolute units, two lads who've got tremendous ability to read a game, both of them making great interceptions, both of them winning great aerial duels, um, both of them showing great pace. Uh, I could watch that all day, Carl. Uh, that, that Fabinho first half was just insane. Honestly, the first half an hour especially, he must have won about six, seven duels, something like that, where they actually looked like they could break through or they had an extra run or anything like that, but he was just there everywhere. Just a one big telescopic leg or a really well-timed challenge. There was a couple of times where he actually played a, a, a wall pass, a return pass, and helped us on the counter-attack as well. I mean, he was in number 10 sort of zone a couple of times, a lot more than any of Inter's three midfielders managed to do for the whole game. Uh, he was just outstanding, and like you say, it's the partnership, and when they're together, we are sort of halfway there already, to be honest. It just is very, very good, and not just that midfield partnership, but I think the two boys at the back as well were unbelievably good today. Stick with me just to briefly talk about Liverpool. I'll give Dave a chance to as well. Uh, before we um, have a more in-depth look at Inter Milan, because um, it's very much worth our while, seeing as we have to play them again, obviously in the second leg. And Klopp went with that strong defence, the only change there being Kanati coming in for Joel Matip. The midfield selection was the one that I, I'll hold my hands up, really wanted to see. I was really hoping he, he'd play the kid alongside Thiago and Fabinho. And you can't really argue with a front three of Salah, Jota and Mane uh, any day of the week. Our bench looks formidable. And we saw the changes that he was capable of making there. Uh, Jimmy Miller's cameo, tremendous, enjoyed that. Uh, Naby Keita, Bobby Firmino on there. Uh, Joe Gomez, Jordan Henderson, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Minamino, Simicus. Luis Diaz, Divock, Joel Matip, and Cuevin Kelleher. I mean, <laughs> it's just great to see all the lads available. In terms of the initial selection by Klopp, um, Dave said earlier on he got it right. I think it was the brave thing to do. I liked what he said about Harvey. It's his standard line now, but I do like what he says when he you know, when he's putting a kid in. So it's all on me. If it doesn't work out, it's on me. If it does work out, it's all about him. Uh, and I think that's lovely. Uh, it's protective. You know, overall, I thought it wasn't a bad showing by him. He, he's 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 very, very confident in what he does. I thought he got caught in possession a couple of times. That probably might have gone against him. And I, I was hoping it wouldn't become a, any kind of a trend at all. I think there's more, far more good than bad from him. Were you happy with the selection? Was it, in fact, what you thought would happen? Uh, I went for Cater to start the game in the in the pre-match. Um, right. I, I have no issue with either of them starting, to be honest. And I think we did mention both there and with Kanate and Matip as well. I, I, again, I picked Matip to start, but have no problem with either of them coming in. Uh, really, really, uh, it's a big, big boost for Elliot, obviously, in terms of this was his first start after the injury, his European debut of any kind, let alone first Champions League start for Liverpool. 
he has played, you have to remember, he has played fewer than 10 Premier League matches at this stage in his career. So for him to just be put back into the team for this game, this uh, setting, you know, the, the occasion of the match and everything, I think it speaks volumes about where the coach and staff and Klopp think he is right now and where he can be, you know, a couple of years down the line even. This is a kid with everything. And so, yes, over, over taking into account all of that and the fact that this was the first leg, you know, if there was a, an error not necessarily from Elliot, but anywhere at all in the team. We still have we still have another game to recover from that. So I think this was overall a very, very wise decision, if anything, to, to give him that run out now. You don't necessarily want to be relying on him having to come in, let's say, in the quarterfinal second leg, for example, if he doesn't play before then and we start to get a few more injuries and all that kind of thing. So in one respect, just from a man management um, point of view, this is out of the way now. His performance overall was perfectly fine. I think, like you said, he, he lost possession a few times. I thought... Maybe once or twice in those early minutes, he was a little bit timid in the penalty box, whereas sometimes we've seen him take a touch and just lash it a shot. Didn't quite happen. Tried to tee up. I think it was Salah once and Mane once where he probably could have taken it on himself. But overall, you know, the the more important thing in a game like this, where we're talking about a European performance, it's your off-the-ball work, your positional play, where you stop the passing lanes for them, how you track back, all of that kind of stuff. He was perfectly fine in. Yeah, exactly. And, and and we need to break down further and say it's a virtual child making that appearance in the San Siro with a, a passionate crowd. So all of those things have to be factored in. It's, uh, it, it, it was, it was a, a brave decision by the manager. And I'm glad he made it, I have to say. Um, we should then start talking a little bit about Inter Milan, uh, Dave. But before we, I put a question to you about them, is there anything you want to chat about there about the the selection by Klopp um anything you want to add to that or will we get straight into Inter no as Carl said I mean I, I thought I was hoping he'd start Kanate because I just thought he'd deal well well with Jekko whereas Joel has struggled against kind of bigger target man strikers this year and I, I also thought he'd start Naby but I had no problem with him starting Harvey because I mean he started him at home to Chelsea earlier this season that's a bigger game than Inter, in my view. Like, they're defending Champions League winners. They were really strong at the start of the season. And, you know, they were expected to challenge for the Premier League title. They're a better team than um, than Inter. You know, he was a bit timid, but aside from, aside from that, I thought he settled in and was fine. So I'm just a bit distracted. I'm just reading. Klopp says that the reason Jota went off was because of something to do with his... Uh, ankle ligaments, which is um, a little bit worrying. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious. Yeah, that chat has been going on there in the um, in the Discord, and apparently, it's not as serious as we uh, as 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 some were initially fearing. So, f- fingers crossed that's the case. No doubt, word will filter out as we go along. Um, hopefully, we get something more definitive by way of a, a quote from Klapo. Um, just to, to start with yourself, then on the the Inter Milan lineup tonight. <clears throat> I, I I like this team and I, I I like the way they're set up. I have to say I like the way they play. I like the way they sort of bravely took on our our press and played through it. I, you know, I, I like it because it's brave. I don't know if it's particularly wise. Um, you know, I think a, a, a different sort of a, a night might have yielded far different results. Uh, and Mo Salah, who's right on it, maybe in the way that he. he Watson, particularly tonight, might have yielded different results. But anyway, they started off with Handanovic. He is what he is. I don't know if I have a great time for him as a keeper. Some others are 
a critical. They went with Scrignard, De Vries, and Bastoni across the back. The marvelously moniker Denzel Dumfries and Perisic um, either side uh, on the flanks. Vidal, Brozovic, Chalanoglu, and then up top Martinez and Jeko. And you know, there were times when they were able to isolate uh, Martinez or isolate Jeko, particularly in that second half. And he just has that nous, you know, to take the ball in and lay it off and. I think you can, that's a really, really underrated thing. And between those kind of target men, the constant threat that was Perisic, Chalanoglu, I thought, had a wonderful game as well. Um, Vidal, he's a bit of a ham. I don't know what he is. I, I, I don't know. I don't know that he necessarily adds any great, to any, anything really in the team, except for he's always in the, he always seems to be in the thick of whatever the hell's going on. Uh, usually on his arse looking up. Um, but in that defence, you'd have to say they've got a proper unit there. Um, I like the way they tried to use the attacking full-backs. I thought uh, Perisic was excellent, and uh, Dumfries got better as the game went on. Uh, and they have a couple of outstanding players. Probably their outstanding player in life was, uh, was Perisic, but I really like Chalanoglu as well. What do you make of them as a side, and was that pretty much how you were expecting um, the manager would um, send them out, Dave? Yeah, I mean, Bastoni was the only real doubt because he has had a bit of an injury, but he trained the last couple of days, and, and obviously they threw him in, and he, I thought he was quite good. Um, like you, I thought Perisic was good, but he, he's a big outlet for them. Him and Dumfries are, you know, they're, they're big outlets for them. They get a lot of the ball. When they started to switch the play really quickly, they did cause us some trouble. In midfield, I mean, Chalanaglu, he's a decent player, but I thought we made him look a bit better than he is today by giving him a bit too much space. And that was sort of the only thing I'd knock Harvey for. I thought he gave Chalanaglu a bit too much space. Um, Brozovic is a player I like, but with that tattoo in his neck, I may have to rethink things. Um, that's an absolute shocker, and his mother should give him a call and be, you know, get right in his ear about that one. And you're right about Vidal. I mean, he he is he's basically the Chilean Milner at this point. He's slow, he's overly aggressive, and he doesn't do anything well other than kick people up in the air. And it may well be that he's the reason Jota has the injury. But um, aside from committing a bunch of fouls and telling the referee he'd done nothing wrong, which, again, is something James Milner is very good at. I, I don't really remember him doing anything of real note in the game. Um, I think he's, he's, it's just that they don't have any quality uh, cover for Barella. And the two boys up front was the expected front two. I thought we did really well to keep both of them really quiet. I mean, Jekko had, I mean, one half chance maybe. And Laturo, the nearest he got to scoring was, you know, been two foot away from a cross that was whipped across the front of goal. But we, we thought the two boys at the back did, did excellently to, to deal with that pair. Yeah, and that uh, the crosser of the ball, of course, on that occasion, as it was almost on every occasion, Harisic. And mm. uh, Carl, just to bring you in on in terms of their squad depth themselves, because this is obviously tremendously significant to us. We have a second night to get over and anyone. Um, who rests under Lawrence on a 2-0 is a very silly person indeed uh, and on their to look at their depth on the night they had Gagliardini who came on um, Sanchez who came on Ranocchia who came on Cordas DiMarco who came on D'Ambrosio Darmian also made an appearance Carboni uh, Caicedo and Radu uh, you know do, not 
substitutes really to strike fear into anyone you know some solid citizens there um in terms of their depth and i know there's i think they have at least they've mentioned barella they've possibly got one other you'd know better better than i would uh who could possibly come back in there um they don't really have tremendous amount of uh, options to change things up there, though, do they, for that second leg? I mean, in terms of a game plan. No, I mean, the the one addition that they made in January is Robin Gorsons, who gives them, obviously, options at wing-back, but he is out for the moment and has missed most of the season. And the other one, who is a much more creative, uh, vibrant attacking option than they really had on the bench today, is uh, Joaquin Correa. But again, he's sidelined through injury, so... Whether or not he makes it back for the second leg, I'm not really sure. They haven't really given too many updates on him. But this is a team which basically had their star quality robbed. You know, a couple of the guys who have come off the bench today, I'll be perfectly honest, I didn't realise that Ranocchio was still a footballer. I I thought he must be about 48 years old by now, but he's still only sort of mid-30s, so fair play to him for for still chugging along. Um, The people like Alexis Sanchez coming off the bench... You know, he's past his day, Gagliardini, he's, he's past his best. I mean, a couple of the other ones, Caicedo, they just brought in as well. Again, he's past his best. These are squad filler players who it's okay if you're going to sort of turn to them as maybe a fourth, but they are missing one or two star players. Like we said, they, they replaced, obviously, very, very good players like Hakimi and uh, Lukaku in the summer and replaced them with not quite as same standard players. So even the bench options are a little bit closer to the start and uh, op, um, options that they've got now in one or two cases which overall is obviously going to lessen their impact across the course of the season um, capable of winning any game on the day still of course but if you do want to make changes you are a bit limited in how much better you can be without changing shape yeah I think that's absolutely fair and and you know it will be interesting to see what they do if they, if they do try to change the the game plan considerably for Anfield um and how they're going to do that will be interesting as well. Uh, just before we get started into the details of the match, um, you'd have to say, I, I, you know, it's, it's quite often a recurring feature. Um, and, and, you know, in, in my own very cruel and, and, and judgmental way, I often like to have a laugh at the referees. But I'll tell you what, one thing I would say about Simon Marciniak is I, I probably wouldn't mess with him. Do you know what kind of way? He's a unit. And I like the way he let the game flow. Um, possibly some might say it was reckless. Um, there were definitely challenges that he just didn't pick up on. There were elbows flying, um, you know, ankles getting cleaned out left, right and centre. But it was kind of even on both sides. So I'm going to give Simon Marchinia a pass when it comes to ref watch. Uh, he's the kind of lad who you just nod at on your way into the dog and duck because he's on the door, and you just go, "Yeah, I, I, I like Simon. He's 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 a solid sort of a lad." Uh, the opening of the first half, Dave, was encouraging for us because we had some lovely opening pressure. There was a beautiful ball, for example, by Thiago. I was just purring, looking at it to Mo on three minutes. Mm. I was thinking, okay, if this is the shape of things to come, I'm happy with it. But unfortunately, the first effort of note was from uh, Lautaro Martinez, not far wide of Ali's left post on four minutes. And uh, seven minutes, we saw Fab winning a loose ball, as he did a million times, Carl mentioned it earlier, uh, playing in Salio, uh, who plays it on to Mo. The shot was blocked. That gave us a corner. Eight minutes, Thiago volleyed over the top from distance after Fabinho effort was blocked. 
14 minutes, Sadio headed just over from a Robo free in the left, and it was a good opportunity. I thought the BT commentators um, were making a little bit much, uh, especially the last halftime, Rio Ferdinand, the boys talking about how it was a great opportunity and he should have scored it. I, I, Sadio's one of the smallest men in the field. He gets up brilliantly and it's a powerful header. It's narrowly over. Whatever. It's one of those things that pundits just feel they have to say he should be scoring. I just think it's lazy. And I'm going to finish um, on the opening 15 minutes uh, with you because on that mark, uh, Chalanoglu hits the bar after a Perisic ball in had us in all sorts of bother. Uh, Chalanoglu does really well, sort of improvises, ball drops, he hits it hard, hits the underside of the bar. I thought initially he actually hit the post on the way out, but it was just narrowly. Uh, uh, um, it was close to the post and, and out. You know, you'd have to say um, that is a fantastic opportunity and we could easily have found ourselves down at that stage um the only takeaway from me there that i want to mention is just that opening 15 i thought fabinho was actually tremendous for us what else would be your takeaway of that chunk of the game i thought we started quite well i thought we played quite purpose purposefully but you have to remember that's the first time that team has played together you know that group of players have not shared a football pitch before as an 11 so it's going to take a little bit of time. Well, maybe did they play against Leeds? Maybe, maybe that was the eleven that started against Leeds. Possible, but either way, it's a long time ago. So there was always going to be slight warming up for certain things, like Virgil and Ebu getting back into rhythm, Ebu and Trent getting back into rhythm, Harvey Trent and Mo establishing, you know, a connection there. Harvey Fabinho and Thiago establishing a, a run in midfield. And the same with the front three, because obviously Mane was away, um, Mo was away, and they're still working their way back to, you know, to club form. So in all, it was quite promising, and they did have their moments. But I mean, that one chance they had, Chalanagri just runs off of Harvey, and the thing is, Harvey tracked him really well to the edge of our box, and then seemed to just lose focus on what he was doing. And Perisic plays the slip ball, which I don't think Harvey was anticipating. I think Harvey thought it was going to be a cutback to the edge of the box, which is why he sort of gambled and stayed back. And Chalonaglu does well. It's a decent shot. But Ali makes himself very big. And there was a replay shown. There wasn't really any part of the goal for him to get it into. Like, hitting the crossbar was about as good as he could do. Yeah. And that was kind of it. That's all they really had. Like, they lumped a couple of balls into the box. They tested our offside a couple of times, and that was kind of it for the first spell of the game. And we were still kind of opening up, like you mentioned, that that ball to Thiago. And there was a couple of moments where you felt like there's going to be openings in behind that defense. And it was notable that they dropped their defensive line about 10 yards after about 20 minutes. You'd have to give them credit too, because I had that feeling as well, and they didn't really come those openings, despite the um, incredible attacking talent we had in the field. So they were doing s- s- plenty of things right. You'd have to say in terms of their own pressure and um, efforts to get to the ball first. Um, Carl, to f- I'm, I'm going to do the balance of that second half or first half with you because there was a, a Sadio Mane overhead. 22 minutes, um, uh, I think it was uh, Ibu had headed on a corner from Robbo, 
Um, that's not a bad effort. It's it's narrowly wide off the keeper's left hand post. Um, a, a lovely moment, um, one of many for um, Canate on twenty five minutes holding off Perisic using his strength and um, seeing the ball out over the line. Twenty eight minutes, there was an opportunity, a well hit Trent free, uh, just wide off uh, Handanovic's right hand top corner. Thirty one minutes was a, a good move, ended with a Harvey cross that Mo couldn't quite get to. Um, Harvey's hitting him with his right foot, and it's not a bad little ball in, but Mo can't get there. Decent cutout then again by Kanate from a free cross. Uh, Jekyll was lurking in a dangerous situation. That's two big interventions by him in, in, in a few minutes. And there it is, listeners. As I said at the start of the podcast, that is all we got from the recording software, Craig. So, yeah, hopefully back tomorrow with part two. Apologies again, not much I could have done. Usually it crashes and leaves the chat, but hey-ho, it couldn't even do that properly. So, yeah, thank you, Craig. Uh, but apologies again. Hopefully it's not too long a wait for you, but I'll try and get Dave and Carl's thoughts on, on this tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, we'll try and do the second half then. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for subscribing to AI Pro. If you're listening free, it, it, it hopefully not too much of an issue for you, but back tomorrow. Uh, thank you everyone we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7 sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.